0: Meet again today. Thank you for our lives. Thank you for good health. Oh Lord, accept our attempts and praises in Jesus' name. Amen. As we want to start this new section today, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us through the readings. You would grant us wisdom. I pray, Lord, that at the end of today, let us have full cause to glorify your name. Let us live here not the same way we came in in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name we prayed. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so very much. Again, welcome everyone. Let's begin, as we always do, by reading our permanent memory verses for uh, for this study. So please, uh, wherever you are, you can unmute your microphone if you're in a, in a good place. And uh, if you're at gospelblessyou.com, please do follow us as well. We are now on the second page, page two of that PDF, the outline of the program for today. Okay, our memory verses for today or for this study, our permanent memory verses for this study. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. First Peter 2.11 These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, Embrace them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Hebrews 11.13 Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Matthew 7.13-14 Yes, thank you also very much for reading along. These are the three permanent memory verses for for this study. And you see, as we progress in this study, and now we are more than halfway through, you find that uh, there is not one chapter to which you will not find the application of one of these uh, verses from the Scriptures. Remember that yesterday uh, we read of Christian's encounter with faithful. If you are just joining us for the first time at gospelbestvideo.com, the protagonist in this story is Christian, the man who... Uh, had a consciousness from the Holy Spirit. He was living in the city of destruction. The Holy Spirit touched him and he became uh, burdened. He realized that he was carrying the burden of sin, the burden of the guilt of sin and an evangelist appeared to him and pointed him to the road of salvation that he had to leave the city of destruction uh, go through the narrow gate to the cross and to the road of salvation to travel to the celestial city. So this book is about Christian's journey from the city of destruction to the celestial city and all the characters and the... Uh, the trials, and the lovely people that he met uh, along uh, his journey to the celestial city. And the beauty of the book is that we all can relate with Christian's experience, all the experiences that he has had. We can relate with those experiences. And many of us have celebrated uh, that uh, the Holy Spirit has spoken to us while reading this book. So yesterday we read chapter 15, uh, the the account of Christian's meeting with faithful. And that was one account of Christian meeting with another person who encourages faith faithful uh, according to this story is also a pilgrim traveling to the celestial city. and uh, One of the interesting lessons from yesterday uh, was that although both of them traveled uh, the narrow road, they were still traveling the narrow road, but they had different experiences. They had different experiences. At some point where Christian uh, passed through the shadow of the valley of death, where it was all dark, representing dark episodes in the Christian life, we, we discovered that Faithful did not have an experience like that. He had sunshine in the same road at the same period when christian was experiencing darkness in his life again faithful met with trials and temptations different from the type that christian met with and there uh, the holy spirit spoke to us yesterday that we are not to compare our journey with the journey of others we are to Work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We are to believe that God works everything out for our own good. Uh, we are not to engage in, in in questioning things, questioning God, but just to be focused on Him, who is the Author and Finisher of our faith. Of course, uh, today we we'll still talk about Christian and faithful We are still together, joining on together to celebrate. But today they are joined by a third person named Talkative, Talkative. And the name may give out the message, but you find that uh, there's much more to the message than just the name. So this third character is the person we are going to be focused on today. So tonight's text is chapter 16 of the book Pilgrim's Progress, the chapter titled Talkative, Talkative. And yeah, let's read together. If you're at we're on page two now. Uh, you can follow us by asking questions or making your contributions on WhatsApp. Just tap that WhatsApp widget, make your contribution, and, and we'll read it out here. Uh, members of the Virtual Club can always unmute and contribute. So we're going to have some lengthy discussions here in this text. So we're going to read it in segment as well, just as we did yesterday. We're going to read it in segment. So uh, we're going to volunteer to be talkative. Uh, from the virtual from the virtual studio
0: <laughs> I think I'll go <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: thank you okay okay very good okay so we'll volunteer to be Christian today to be faithful', faithful is going to do a lot of talking today faithful and talkative really and Christian too will talk but not as as much as the other two okay
2: I'm available okay thanks
1: thanks I- thanks You can be faithful then faithful okay. Then. okay. Good, good, good. So faithful and talkative and yeah. Okay, so in the in the next segment we'll have need for Christian also to uh to, to talk. So for me, if you're available, you can you can read the part for Christian when we get to segment B. Are you available? Okay, sir. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, sir. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so let's begin. Everybody, I pray the Holy Spirit leads us and we, we, we learn all the lessons we need to learn today. Okay. Moreover, I saw in my dream that as they went on, faithful happened to look on one side and saw a man whose name is Talkative walking at a distance besides them. For in this place, there was room enough for them all to walk. He was a tall man and somewhat better looking at a distance than near at hand. Faithful address, talkative in this manner.
2: Friend, where are you going? To the heavenly country?
0: Yes, I'm going to that very place.
2: That is good, and I hope we may have your good company.
0: I would be glad to be your companion.
2: Come on then, let us travel together and let us spend our time discussing profitable things.
0: To talk of good things is very acceptable to me, whether with you or with with any others. I am glad that I have met with you who are inclined to such a good use of time. For to tell you the truth, most choose to speak of things of no profit, and these has been a distress to me.
2: That is indeed a thing to to be lamented for what is more worthy to converse about than the things
0: of God of heaven. I am very glad to join you, for you speak with conviction. There is nothing so pleasant and so profitable as to talk of the things of, the, of God. For instance, if a man delights to talk of the history or the misery of things, or if a man loves to talk of miracles, wonders or signs, where shall he find things recorded so delightfully and so sweetly penned, as in, As in the holy scripture?
2: That is true, but to be profited by such things in our conversation should be our objective.
0: That is what I said, for to talk of such things is most profitable. In so doing, a man may get knowledge of many things, such as the vanity of earthly things and the benefit of heavenly things in general. More more particularly, a man may learn the necessity of new birth, the insufficiency of our works, the need of Christ's righteousness, and so forth. Besides this, a man, a man may learn by talk what is to repent, to believe, to pray, to suffer, and like. By this also, a man may learn what are the great promises and consolations of the gospel to his own comfort. Further, by this, a man may learn to refute false opinions, to, vin- to vindicate the truth, and also to instruct the, ig- the ignorant.
2: All this is true, and I am glad to hear these things from you.
0: Alas, the lack of such talk is the cause of why so few understand the, ne- the need for faith and the necessity of a work of grace in their soul in order to have eternal life but they ignorantly live in the work of the law by which a man can by no means obtain the kingdom of heaven.
2: But if I may clarify,
0: heavenly knowledge
2: of these things is a gift of God. No man attains them by human efforts or only by talking about them.
0: All this I know very well. For a man can receive nothing unless it is given from heaven. All is by grace not by works. I could give you a hundred scriptures for the confirmation of this. Well
2: then, what shall we discuss now?
0: Whatever you desire. I'll talk of heavenly things or earthly things, moral things or or evangelical things, sacred things or secular things, past things or things to come, foreign things or things at home, Essential things or extraneous things, provided that all is done to our prophets. Hmm. Now faithful okay, Bravo.
1: Yeah. Now Faithful began to marvel and stepping towards Christian for all this time he had been walking by himself. He softly said to him, What a noble companion we have. Surely this man will make a very excellent pilgrim. Good. And so that's the end of the first segment of our reading today. uh, We have uh, Talkative introduced to us, and we have this initial uh, discussion between Talkative and Faithful. And the question I want us to briefly address, but every one of us let us attempt this, is what's the subtle message in the way the author described Talkative's appearance? And then let's look at everything that Talkative said. Is there anything biblically false in what talkative has said thus far is there anything biblically false in what talkative has said thus far so let's look at that description of talkative at the beginning uh what do you think it is sort is the sort of message there yeah uh, if you want i can read that opening paragraph again moreover i saw in my dream as it went on that faithful happened to look on one side and saw a man whose name is talkative walking at a distance He was a tall man and somewhat better looking at a distance than near at hand. Faithful address talkative in this manner. What do you think the author was trying to say there in that description of talkative? Or rather, what's the what's the description of talkative here that you think is important for us to pay attention to? Is that it Or something else? Um, please go
2: ahead.
0: No, go ahead, please.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just thinking that is it like a deceptive um, personality? Exactly. Yeah, deceptive. You know, from afar he looks all Mm -hmm. good looking, but when you get closer to him, Mm -hmm. um, giving you a different um, vibe
1: exactly exactly and that's what came out to me as well uh, the fact that from a distance uh, it said it looked somewhat better looking at the distance than near at hand. than near at hand. and i mean that's something that we cannot just gloss over uh, once you're not be like that the uh, person will uh, once the person draws near then what do you, what do you discover what do you discover in the person and as we go along with this study, and uh, let us put this at the back of our mind, because at some point we are going to hear Christian uh, telling faithful more about, about talkative. Uh, okay, so we have this in the chat room. His physical appearance draws attention to whoever cares to look at him. Hmm. A- a- exactly. So, exa- I love what you are written here. Me. Thank you very much. So, uh, you are absolutely right that this is a case of a man who... Upon getting close to him, you discover that, oh, it's not really as beautiful, or rather as handsome looking as, as comely as he appeared in the, dista- in the distance. So uh, that's not who we are called to be. We are called to be people that uh, will be, we are called to be sweet-smelling savour, so that when people draw near to us and they actually uh, perceive of the real what we are made of, we, we, they, they give glory to God, let your light so shine. Uh, to all men that they see your good work and they give glory to your Father in heaven uh, not that from the distance people say oh that is a lovely looking person but I also love this perspective uh, for me saying that uh, he appears if you look at him being described as tall and then good looking from a distance somebody whose appearance uh, draws attention people just see him and say oh what a tall uh, good looking person and it just draws attention and uh, the question is uh, is there substance there is there substance there? And what do people really find out when they draw near? And we are going to have more to say about this as we go along, perhaps in the second segment. But I want us to have that at the back of our mind as we go on. And then let us look at uh, the things that Talkative has said thus far in this, in this opening segment. Is there anything uh, biblically false in what he has said thus far? Have you found anything in what Talkative has said thus far that is not true? All oh, that is, uh, that is against uh, the the scriptures. Anything? I haven't found anything. I think he has said everything right yeah. here. He appears to yeah. be exactly everything he has said has been like correct, looking on point. In fact, you, you begin to wonder. Like, I mean, see exactly what Faithful said to Christian towards the end of this segment. Uh, after the initial discussion, Faithful then went to Christian and said, "Wow." Well, this is a fantastic companion. What a noble companion we have. Surely this man will make a very excellent pilgrim. Surely this man will make a very excellent pilgrim. But just before we move away from this place, uh, let us look at uh, that lengthy statement by Talkative where he described all the benefits of talking about spiritual things. Uh, I'm on page three now. You see one two three the 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 fourth paragraph said that is what I said for to talk of such things is most profitable, and then he now listed all the benefits of uh talking about about uh those glorious and profitable things but you went know to something
0: oh no, so I was just going to i think uh sorry i was no I was going to say something about um talkative when he said the. uh. I'm trying to. Okay, the last question, mm. the last question you asked about if what the things you were you were saying was fine, I was like mm. yes, I agree to that, and also I decided to actually Google what talkative meant. Mm. Right, definitely I understand the literal.
1: meaning, of being, meaning, yeah.
0: But, but just <laughs> for that, so it says that someone who is fond and given to talking, and the similar thing is more like someone who who is blabbling, gossiping. Um, communicative and there was something i saw that got my attention so Mm. what does a talkative person mean right it's more like a person who talks a great deal talkative is a neutral mildly unfavorable word applied to a person who is inclined to talk a great deal sometimes without significance Mm. so it's more like now it's making some sense but like i think um down the line along the line my what he's even saying might not be even something he's put into practice and he might just be talking and talking and all so yeah that's what i was trying to say
1: okay good 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 uh, uh, and you're you right on you, you are, you're on the right path so uh, it is important for us to uh, to understand the, this character very clearly number one so tall and good looking from a distance and then a fantastic conversationalist, a, a fantastic talker, uh, clearly. Uh, I mean, if, you, if you look at this opening, opening segment, uh, whatever, before Facebook would conclude on something, uh, that's what I said. And then Tokati would even expand on it. It would even make it even more grand in its description. Facebook said, That is true. But to be profited by such things in our conversation should be our objective. Say, Oh, that is what I said. You know, uh, so faithful was making great points, and talkative was agreeing with him, and even making those points in uh, more beautiful language. And that's the part I, 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 I am now on page, on page three, uh, the like the third paragraph, fourth paragraph, where talkative said that is what I said. Uh, yes, to talk of such things is most profitable, and then he went on uh, to actually itemize the profit in uh, in talking about such things. He said number one, it will. He said, number one, we are going to learn of the necessity of the new birth, which is true. We are going to learn of the... When you talk about the scriptures, he said you will learn of the necessity of the new birth. You must be born again, which is true. The insufficiency of our works uh, by the works of flesh. No man shall please God, which is true. The need of Christ's righteousness, meaning that we have no righteousness of our own, which is true, and so forth. He said, besides, a man may learn by talk, and this is true. We may learn by talk, what, when we talk, what it means to repent to believe, to pray, to suffer, and the like. A man may also learn what are the great promises and consolations of the gospel to his own comfort. Further, a man may learn how to refute false opinions. And and, and is that not true? When we have conversations like this, we go to, and we listen to sermons, or we have Bible studies, or like what we do on, on the Lord's side, we learn how to refute false opinions. So these things are good. And so all we can say now is so far, so good. So uh, we we asked that question in the notice for this process. What can be wrong uh, in wanting to talk? Talkative just wants to talk. And what can be wrong in wanting to talk? That's what we're going to find out now in the next segment. Okay, if we're ready, we can move on now. We're on page four now. uh, The part titled B. So uh, faithful Christian Yes, now this is where Christian will have uh, some work to do. This is between faithful and Christian now. Good.
2: I think you're about
1: to start. You're supposed to start. Sir. Yeah, I'm supposed to stop. I'm waiting for Staffumbi to unmute. We'll, uh, she'll be reading the part of Christian. So, Staffunbi, please stay on, on standby. Good. At this, Christian meekly smiled and said, this man with whom you okay, good. That, that's for Christian again. At this, Christian meekly smiled and said,
3: This man with whom you are so enamored will be twenty People who do not know him with that tongue of his,
2: do you know
1: him then? Faithful, yeah. If it was right, he said, Do you know him then? wow oh, I, you. I think your network zap We can hear you.
3: oh Know him, yes. Well, yes, better than he knows himself. Tell me what is he? His name is Sakati, and he dwells in our own town. I am surprised that you are a stranger to him. Yes, that is somewhat understandable because our town is so large.
2: Whose son is he? And where does he dwell?
3: He is the son of Staywell and lead on Prancing Row. He is known by all who are acquainted with him by the name of Socrates on Prancing Row.
2: Notwithstanding his fine song, he is but a sorry fellow. Well, he seems to be a very charming man.
3: thats That he is, to those who do not have a, a thorough acquaintance with him. He appears good at a distance. (laughs) But how close is quite the opposite. Your saying that he is a charming is a charming man brings to my mind what I have observed in the work of the painter. Those pictures look best at a distance, but very near they are quite unattractive.
2: I almost think you are not serious because you smiled.
3: God forbid that I should test. Although I smiled in the, in this matter or that I should accuse anyone falsely, I will tell you something more about him. Look at this for any company and for any talk, just as he now talks with you. So he will talk when he's at and the more drink he has in his head, the more talk he has in his mouth. True religion has no place in his heart or house. Or conduct. All his boasted religion lies merely in its tongue.
2: Then you have been greatly deceived by this man.
3: Deceived? You may be sure of it. Remember the proverb. They say, but they do not do. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. It talks of prayer, of repentance, of faith, and of the new birth but he only knows how to talk of them. I have been in his family and have observed him both at home and abroad. I know what I say about him is the truth. His house is as empty of religion as the white of an egg is of flavor. At his home, there is neither prayer nor repentance for sin. Even the brute animals have got better than he. Wow. To all who know him, he is the very same reproach and shame of religion because of him god's name is blasphemed at the end of town where he dwells thus the people who know him say he sins abroad and the devil at home his four family finds it so as he's such an ogre he's so unreasonable with his servants and call them so that they neither know what to do for him or how to speak to him men who have any business with him Say that it is better to deal with infidels than with him. How then they will have fairer dealings? Oh, for them, they will have fairer dealings. For Tocatin will go beyond them to defraud, begal, and cheat them. He also brings up his sons to follow his steps, and if he finds in any of them a fully timidity, for so he calls the first appearance of the tender content, then he calls them fools and blockades, and will neither employ them. Nor recommend them to others. For my part, I am. I'm
1: of opinion.
3: Can you a different
1: Yes, I have. I'm of the opinion that he has.
3: Okay. Okay. From okay. Um, opinion that he has, by my wicked, by his wicked life, caused many to stumble and fall, and will be if God does not prevent it, the ruin of many more.
2: Well, my brother, I am bound to believe you, not only because you say that you know him, but also because, like a Christian, you give honest reports of men. For I know that you do not speak these things out of ill will, but because it is the truth.
3: Had I known him more than you do? I might have thought of him as you did at first. yes had talkative received this report from the enemies of true religion i would have thought that it was his slander which of falls from wicked men's life, or from good men's names and professions but all these things yes along with the great many more that i know of which are just as bad i can prove him guilty of besides godly men are ashamed of him they can they can neither call him brother or friend the very name of him among them makes them blush if they know him
1: wow thank you so very much can you imagine such so a testimony uh, to be said of someone who knows so much about the scriptures and who loves to talk so much about about the scripture. I mean, what a testimony uh, from Christian about talkative. Obviously, Christian knew him in the city of destruction, knew him, knew his parents, knew his family, uh, knew uh, those who worked with him. And the question I want to ask here for this segment is this. Let us identify the people or groups of people who would not regard talkative as a Christian? From Christian's testimony here, uh, can you mention the people uh, or group, of, group uh, of people who would not regard talkative as a Christian, notwithstanding uh, what, what talkative knows about the scripture, how beautifully it talks about the, script, the scriptures and the, and the Christian faith? Who are the people who would not regard him as Christian? And do the opinions and testimonies of these people hold significance in evaluating someone's faith as a Christian? If you have been paying attention, you know that Christian spoke about so many people who would not uh, regard uh, Talkative as a Christian. Uh, Can we identify them? And do the opinions of these people matter in evaluating one as a Christian person? Okay, anyone voluntary for that? First, uh, Christian said his name is Talkative. I know his parents. He's the son of Say Well, and he lives on. Pranting Rao, is known by all who are acquainted with him by the name of Talkative. But then, Christian now went on and spoke about so many things. Uh, can, can we identify them? Just just, just, uh, just uh, uh, contribute from your recollection of what Christian said there. Uh, you've been following uh, those that if you should ask them uh, in the city of so they say, oh, Talkative. No, that is not what we know about him. You know, of course, when Christian said all those things, uh, at some point, yes. faithful said, I've been greatly deceived by this man. Go ahead, Safunbi.
4: Yeah, like, we... The first um, part of what we identified yes. initially that um, from a distance, he appears attractive, mm-hmm. but uh, on a closer look, he's... Is, um, is, um what is it now?
1: On so, a closer look, it's not as 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 good looking as it look from a distance. As
4: it appears, yes, yeah, from a distance, and um, um that even pictures from painters, <laughs> they they um, um, it was being compared with the work of a painter. Yeah. That when you look at a picture from afar, mm. they look good, yeah. and attractive, but when you get closer they are not really as attractive as, attractive. as you. Exactly. think. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So, Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I, then, go ahead.
4: And then there was the part of... Um, that he, because he talks a lot, mm-hmm. that most especially when he has taken some, you know, <clears throat> he has some things in his system, as in drink, he has go, go, um, gone to the tavern. Yeah. Then he, he speaks more than expected it's hmm. just been like blabbing hmm. non-stop
1: hmm. wow exactly
4: so.
1: and of course that's true so we find here yeah, thank you very much christian Comparing talkative first to the work of a painter, a work of a painter that at the distance looks so beautiful, but then you go in there and you wonder, look, what's the big deal about this about this picture? And so, there's a repeat of that point here, and I suppose that uh, that is one big cardinal uh, message, lesson from this chapter: uh, that uh, when people draw near to us as pilgrims, as Christians, do they find us as pleasant, as as comely? as as beautiful inside as we appear to be from a distance and you know uh, many people say things uh, like this about Christians and say look Christians and the reason why I don't like them is that if you have to work with them either uh, business wise or uh, in some other way you you discover that they are not not good people you can't trust them or they are unforgiving or they are wicked or they are not kind and of course uh, you you know uh, about Christians it was said that uh, when uh, they were first called Christians in Antioch because people saw them as people who had been with the Lord and I mean, if there's any lesson from this chapter, this is the, this is one of the most important ones, uh, that when people draw near to us, do they see Christ? Do they see Christ? Or is, uh, is Christ only proclaiming the, in the things we say? Uh, that, that's number one. And uh, then the, the question we ask, Christian mentions so many people who would not regard Tukatik as a Christian. He said, number one, that his family oh. is empty of religion. Do you remember that part he said his house is as empty of religion as the white of an egg is of flavor right I know the beef yeah the beauty of the egg is that you, you you break an egg you find that the flavor is just on its own the, the white of the egg uh, and that's the glory of God that you don't find them mixing together so that is how empty is his uh, house is of religion so uh, we begin to ask ourselves uh, although we profess to be Christians and we talk about Christian things, our homes, do they also reflect that we are Christians? That's the first. Uh, the, 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 and, and we're asking: uh, does the opinion of our uh, does the opinion of people in our homes uh, do, rather do their opinions matter? Do their opinions count uh, in evaluating one as a Christian? Uh, do Do we need to ask people in one's household and say, "Look, uh, brother, Fermi, is he a christian or if i should go if someone should go to my house and say wow ah i know brafemi oh he's from here a fantastic christian what would they say what would they say about me so he said his home is empty of religion then he said to all who know him is the very stain reproach and shame of religion to all who know him so I, I, i didn't get that Again, he said, God's name is blasphemed at the end of the town where he lives. Meaning, in the town where he lives, God's name is blasphemed on account of him. And you know what uh, what, what uh, the, the scriptures say about that when Paul was approaching. So he said, look, God's name is blasphemed on account of you. He was talking to Christians that because people look at you... Uh, the things you say, you identify with, with Christ, but you also do these other egregious things. On account of you, God's name is blasphemed. And that's the point that Christian was making there. He called him a saint abroad and a devil at home. His poor family finds it so, as he's such an ogre. He's so unreasonable with his servant. So, that, so number one, we have, we have uh, his family members, his home. Number two, we have the townspeople who blasphemes God's name on account of talkative number three we have his servants now talking about his workplace so the people that he employs his servants and those who work with him he said that he's caused them that they neither know what to do for him or how to speak to him is that kind of person that his servants you know they dread him they don't even know what to do for him or how to speak to him is that kind of person and that's the, that's the testimony that he has among his servants then men the saints abroad
4: and the devil at
1: home. Exactly. The saints have brought the devil at home. Those who have business with him mm. say that it is better to deal with infidels than with him. Imagine that. Mm. Then again, he said he also brings up his sons to follow his steps. And, and that is a mm. to how do we bring up our children? Are we punching them in the right way? But he brings them up to follow in his steps. And if he finds any of them a foolish timidity, he he calls them tender conscience. That's the kind of person he is. Mm. It's not the person who says, "Look, uh, you should be of tender conscience, so that the spirit can touch you, you know, that art of flesh instead of that of stone." So he brings his sons up to have that heart of stone, be hard. Don't be of a tender conscience. Nobody can follow Christ who is sort of a tender conscience, well, be, be of the conscience that can easily be pricked uh, by the by the Holy Spirit. So his his home, his town, his servants, his children. They will not agree with you if you go to them and say, look, I met Tucker T.V., a fantastic Christian. So the question we're asking is, do the opinions and testimonies of these people hold significance in evaluating someone's faith as a Christian? Or are we going yes, to say it exactly it does? Or are we going to say, look, we don't need to talk. Don't don't mind my my employees. What do they know? You know, they are just lazy people. Uh, they, they always say bad things. Oh, don't mind my don't mind my wife. Don't mind my husband. Or don't mind my children. I'm just always trying. I'm just always trying to make them do the right thing. That's why they are talking ill of me. Or do we say, oh, don't mind my townspeople. They, they don't like me. That's why uh, they never give good testimonies about me. And uh, I can understand uh, where we have to draw a balancing act. there is a place where people will not like us because of our Christian faith. But you know, even when uh, they don't like us because of our Christian faith, inwardly they will admit that we are Christians. And that's the first thing. They are, people must be able to say that, oh, truly, uh, this person is a Christian. But say, I don't like all those. I, I, well, I mean, I'm not a Christian and we don't agree. But they must respect us. And if you have a contrary opinion, please express that. I suppose that the world must respect us as Christians, uh, as they did for the first Christians in Antioch. People must be able to say, oh, these people are Christians. They are godly. They are Christ-like. I may not agree with them. I may not share their, their convictions. But uh, indeed, uh, our light must so shine. Let others see Jesus in you. That's one song. And, and I think many of us should know it. While passing through this world of sin and all that's a be true and pure. Without within, let all that see Jesus in you. And that's the song for this segment. Let all that see Jesus in you. Let all that see Jesus in you. Keep telling the story. Be faithful and true. Let all that see Jesus in you. So, so clearly, that's the challenge from this segment that uh, all the people who should see Christ in Talkative are unable to see Christ in Him. And uh, that's the kind of situation where we would say that Talkative has been weighed on the scale and He has been found wanting, outside. I do pray that that will not be the portion of any one of us in Jesus' name. I mean, so many lessons for every one of us to learn here and to ask ourselves and say, hmm. Well, those who know me, those I work with, those in my family, uh, those in my home, those in my workplace, uh would they say of me that oh this is a godly person, this is a Christ-like person. Okay, let's go to the to the third segment. We're on page six now. Faithful and Christian still talking here. Well, I see that saying and doing are two different
2: and hereafter, I shall better observe this distinction. There are two
4: different things indeed, and are as diverse as the soul and the body are. For the body without the soul is but a dead carcass. The soul of religion is the practical part. The religion that God accepts as pure and faultless states, To look after orphans and widows in their distress. And to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Talkative is not aware of this. He thinks that merely hearing and saying will make a good Christian, And thus, he deceives his own soul. Hearing is but as the sowing of the seed. Talking is not sufficient to prove that. Fruit is indeed in the heart and life. We are sure that at the last day, men shall be judged according to their fruits. It will not be said then, did you believe? But where you doers or talkers only, mm-hmm. all shall be judged accordingly. The end of the world is compared to our harvest, mm-hmm. and you know men at harvest want nothing but fruit. Not that anything can be accepted by God, which is not done in, in faith, mm-hmm. but I only desire to show you how insignificant the profession of talkative will be at that day.
2: This brings to my mind that chapter of Moses, by which he describes the clean animals for eating. They are such as part the hoof and chew the cord. Not which part the hoof only, or which chew the cord only. The rabbit chews the cord, but yet is unclean, mm-hmm. because it does not part the hoof. And this truly resembles Tokati. He chews the cord, he chews the cord, that is, he seeks knowledge. He chews upon the word, but he does not divide the hoof. That is, he does not part with the way of sinners. He is therefore untamed. For all that I know,
4: you have spoken the true gospel sense to those texts. And I will add another thing. Paul calls some men, yes, and those great talkers too, sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. They are things without life giving sound. Things without life, that is, without the true faith and grace of the gospel. Consequently, there are those who shall never be placed in the kingdom of heaven, among those who are the children of life. Though their talk is, as if it were, the tongue or voice of an angel. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, I was not so fond of his company at first, but I am sick of it now. (laughs) What shall we do to get rid of him?
4: (laughs) Take my advice. And do as i tell you and you shall find that it will soon be sick of your company too Hmm. unless god touches his heart and converts it
2: what will you have me to do
4: why go to him and enter into some serious discourse about the power of religion then ask him plainly when he has approved of it or that he will whether the power of religion is set up in his heart house
1: and conduct exactly so uh, that's the test thank you very much that's the test that christian uh set for for talkative uh, go and ask him plainly try to discover whether the power of religion the power not just the form of it remember uh, paul's writing to timothy that in, in the latter days there will be those who have that form of godliness but they deny the power of it say whether the power of religion is set up in his heart in his house and mm-hmm. in his conduct uh- you know and in his conduct so we have here the distinction between talking and doing so so we started off this study tonight talking about one uh, the the Possibility of coming across those whose appearance deceives; those whose appearance can be deceptive, can be deceptive. And we have this contribution here on WhatsApp. Thank you very much, sir, for joining us today. i uh, pointing our attention to First John four one. First John four one. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have have gone into the world and. Uh, he has said in on WhatsApp, we need to be careful of those we relate with. And that's very true. As we mentioned at the beginning of this study, uh, you want to draw close to people and then understand them and then see uh, that their lives truly testify to the power, to the power of God, not just a form of godliness. And again, we have spoken about people who should be able, who should see Christ in us. And we cannot say that well, I'm 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 on the Lord's side. I belong to Christ. If they don't see that, their problem. If they cannot testify to it, well, I don't care. No people should see Christ in us, even if they are not going to admit that uh, they are not they're in the wrong or that they ought to join us. But of a truth they must admit that this is a godly person this is a christ-like person so the testimony uh, of the word about us really really count it matters and here we have a discussion about doing and talking and i'm sure every one of us we know this portion from from the letter of elder james james 1 22. be ye doers of the word, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And you see, uh, in James putting that clause, deceiving yourselves, that's really sobering us. Because I think the message from uh, that James there is, why, why would you... Uh, just be hearers or talkers in this case like talkative why we just be talkers why we just be a talker or an hearer uh, and we not be doing the word you are just deceiving yourself just dece- deceiving yourself and that's the message from this uh, segment and then in verse 23 of James 1 he wrote that anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror he looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what it looks like. Yes, yes, so, uh, in James one twenty two, he, he describes that person as uh, a person deceiving himself. Now, in James one twenty four, he describes that person as a foolish person because, well, uh, you you know the word, you talk about it, but you are not a doer. And, uh, I suppose that there are even more consequences to, being, uh, to not being a doer, to being a mere talker who wants to talk about that? I mean, in James, James has talked about the consequence of that person being, uh, that person deceiving himself, or that person being foolish. But there is another consequence to that of just being a talker and not a doer. If you remember something that our Lord said, anyone who wants to uh, volunteer that, if, if it occurs to you, something that our Lord said about those who talk but do not do. Does that to anybody? You remember that parable about the builder? When our Lord said, uh, anyone who listens to these words of mine, but does not do them. It's like one, you know, like the foolish person who builds his house on a sand. Uh, the wind... Uh, would come and the rain, and then there would be a great fall. But the person who, who listens and who does the word of God will be like the wise person who builds uh, on a solid foundation. The rains will come, uh, the, the storm will come, uh, but that house will remain. It will remain solid. Again, remember that our Lord uh, said, well, on that day, I will say to you, away from me, you workers of iniquity. And, and, that, and that's talking about those who were talkers, talkers, those who talk about the word of God and of course, those who will be talkers who would, uh, who, who would have been hearers. They must have heard the word of God, and then they learned the word of God. They put it in their heart. They started talking about it. they always wanting to talk, always wanting to talk about it. And when they talk, some of them they even talk so beautifully, but they as, I did mean, do. And that's exactly what we have with talkative, yeah, with talkative. Some, somewhere a Christian said, Talking is not sufficient to prove that fruit is indeed in the heart and life. And even as I read this, as I read this, I go back to, uh, to, to this scripture of 1 John 4.1. And that is why we have to be very careful. I mean, this is something we can discuss. Uh, because you find in the culture nowadays, uh, so many uh, Christians and pastors and evangelists and, and preachers. And, pre- and that from time to time. You know, news break out into, into the culture where you hear that, oh, somebody who put himself out as a pastor or as an evangelist, as a preacher has been involved in this or involved in that, you know, scandals here and there. And then you dig deeper and you find that, oh, this, people, this person has not even been living like a Christian anyway. And that should not be said about us. And uh, that's, that's one of the main lessons from this segment, that talking and doing, they are two different things, but they should align. They, if they do not align, then there is a problem, there is a real problem if they do not align. And then here, Christian warns faithful about the harm that hypocrites can cause within the company of believers. How can the presence of such individuals affect the overall spiritual health of a community? Uh, how can a Christian community be affected by uh, the presence of hypocrites, those who, who just say things, but they don't do them, where their words and actions don't align? How can they uh, negatively impact the body of Christ? Where words and actions don't align. I mean, I'll say one way is that people who don't uh, who say one thing and then behave in another way, they they lead people away from the church. They lead people away from Christ uh, because uh, imagine somebody comes to your church and finds that somebody who holds a leading position uh, does not behave as a Christian outside, and they say, oh, isn't that Mr. X Y Z? Oh, I know him. I know him in this place, in this company, or I know him at that place, oh, <laughs> they all must be jokers in this church, you know? Do you agree? That's what people would with oh, this church, they must all be jokers. If this man that I know so well, who is so notorious in this place, who behaves in ungodly fashion in that place, uh, is the one preaching here, or is the one holding this leadership position here, they all must be jokers. And so we, we cannot stress it enough, the need for us to be mindful, uh, mindful and to test all spirits. And of course, more importantly, to keep asking ourselves, uh, is it the case that uh, do I leave what I say? Can people do as I say as well as I do? Or is it that people should only do as I say, but not as I do? Uh, as Christians, we'll be able to tell people, do as I say and as I do. Do as I said, I said because our talk and our and our actions must align. Must align. They all must align. Okay, if you have further contributions on this, please do not hesitate to, to bring them up as we go to part D. Okay, but just before we go there, I think we have another question that is important for us to dwell on. How does Christians' advice to faithful on dealing with talkative relate to the teachings of the Bible on handling conflict and correcting one another in love? Uh, What can we learn from this? Uh, Can can you remember uh, when faithful said, wow, I was, I was initially fond of his company at first, but now I am sick of it. What shall we do to get rid of him? Faith wanted to get rid of Talkative. When he uh, finally learned from Talkative, uh, the, kind of person, the kind of person that, oh, sorry, when he finally learned from Christian, the kind of person that Talkative truly uh, is, he said, look, I want to get rid of him. Uh, but Christian said, take my advice and do as I tell you, and you shall find that he will soon be sick of your company too. Unless God touches his heart and converts it. And then he said, what would you have me do? He said, go to him, enter into some serious discourse about the power of religion. Then ask him plainly, when he has approved of it, whether the power of religion is set up in his heart, in his house and his conduct. I mean, what can we learn from this? This is, um, this is Christian saying, oh, don't throw him away. Don't just turn your back on him. Go back to him and talk to him and ask him and ask him what should be done. And try to, try to, uh, try to attend some conversation with him. I, I, and I think this is so important in the in the in terms of how we solve our conflict in the body of Christ. We are not to be uh, so early to just throw people off. Not to be so early to just say, "Oh, look, this person is unreliable. That person is unreliable. This person is ungodly." Uh, we are to try to reach out to them, uh, to talk to them, and bring them. Because that's exactly what our, our Lord said. Uh, if anybody should be caught in a fault, you reach out to him, call the person, and try to bring him back. Try, try to bring him back into the faith. Don't just say, "Oh, this person is unreliable, and we're not going to deal uh, with this person anymore." Uh, any contributions there? Do you think Christian gave the right advice there in terms of how to reach out to, how to reach out to, uh, to talkative? The- Do you love the do you love the uh, the advice that Christian gave to faithful in terms of how to reach uh, how to reach out to talkative how to how to deal with him even after knowing about his faults and about his inconsistencies? Okay, and, and of course I do suppose that we all agree with that because that is exactly uh, the Christian way to 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 approach matters like this. Okay, let's go to uh, section D here. Uh, now, talkative has now gone back to faithful. Uh, talkative has gone back to faithful and is trying to talk to him. Can we all can, can we unmute now? Uh, Lee, you're acting the part of talkative and faithful. Then faithful stepped forward again and said to talkative.
0: Oh, Faithful is meant to go.
1: Yeah. Then Faithful stepped forward again, and said to talk at him. How
0: is it with you? Very well, thank you. I thought we would have had a great deal of talk by this time.
2: Well, if you desire, we shall begin now. Since you left it with me to state the question, let it be this. How does the saving grace of God reveal itself? when it is in the heart of a man.
0: I perceive then that our talk must be about the power of things. Well, it's a very good question, and I shall be willing to answer you. First, where the grace of God is at work in the heart, it causes dear a great outcry against sin. Secondly,
2: wait a moment. Let us consider one thing at a time. I think you should rather say, seven grace reveals itself by inclining the soul to abhor its sin.
0: Why, what's the difference? What's the difference, what difference is there between crying out against sin and abhorring of sin?
2: Oh, a great deal. A man may cry out against sin out of principle, but he can only abhor sin by virtue of a holy antipathy against it. I have heard many cry out against sin in the pulpit. Who yet can tolerate it well enough in the heart, house, and conduct? Joseph's mistress cried out with a loud voice as if she had been very holy, but notwithstanding that, that, she would have willingly committed adultery with him. Some cry out against sin, even as the mother cries out against her child in her lap where she calls it a naughty girl and then begins hugging and kissing it.
0: Hmm. I perceive that you're trying to trap me in my words. No, not I. I am only trying
2: to be precise. But what is it? What is the second sign whereby you will prove a work of grace in the heart?
0: Great knowledge of gospel miseries. Great knowledge of gospel miseries.
2: This sign should have been first, but first or last, it is also false. For knowledge, great knowledge of the mysteries of the gospel may be obtained, and yet there be no work of grace in the soul. Yes, a man may have all knowledge, and yet be nothing, and consequently not be a child of God. When Christ said, Do you know all these things? And his disciple had answered, Yes. Yes. He adds, blessed are you if you do them. He does not lay the blessing in the knowing of them, but in doing of them. For there is head knowledge which is not attended with the corresponding practice. He who knows his master's will and does not carry out those instructions, will be severely punished. A man may have the knowledge of an angel and yet not be a Christian. Therefore, your sign of it is not true. Indeed, to know is a thing that pleases talkers and posters, but to do is that which pleases God. Not that the heart can be good without knowledge, for without knowledge the heart knows nothing. There are two very distinct kinds of knowledge. There is a knowledge which rests in the best speculation of things, and there is knowledge which is accompanied with the grace of faith and love, which puts a man upon obeying the will of God from the heart. The first of this will serve the mere talker, but the true Christian is not content without obedience. Give me understanding and I shall keep your law. Yes, I shall observe it with my whole heart.
0: You're trying to trap me in my words again. This is not pleasing conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, if you please
2: propound another sign which shows how this work of grace reveals itself in the heart.
0: Not I, for I see what we shall not agree.
2: Well, if you will not, will you give me permission to do it?
0: You may if you desire.
2: A work of grace is a soul. A work of grace in the soul reveals itself both to him who has it and to others. To to him who has it, thus, it gives him conviction of sin, especially in the defilement of his nature and the sin of unbelief for for the sake of which he is sure to be damned, if he does not find mercy in God's hand by faith in Jesus Christ. This sight and sense of sin works in him sorrow and shame for sin. He finds, moreover, that Jesus is revealed as the Savior of the world and the absolute necessity of believing in him for, for eternal life whereby he hungers and thirsts after him, to which hungering and thirsting the promise of salvation is made. Now, according to the strength or weakness of his faith in his Savior, so is his joy and peace, so is his love to holiness, so are his desires to know him more and to serve him in this world. But though it reveals itself thus unto him, yet... It is but seldom that he is able to conclude that this is a true work of grace. For his corruptions, along with his sins, tainted reason, cause his mind to misjudge in this matter. Therefore, a very sound judgment in him who has his, this divine work is required before he can, with certainty, conclude that he has a genuine work of, of grace in his heart. Now to others, this work of grace is thus manifested, first, by a heartfelt confession of his faith in Christ. Secondly, by a life consistent with that confession, namely, a life of holiness, heart holiness, family holiness, if he has a family, and by conduct, holiness in the world. This work of grace in his heart teaches him inwardly to abhor his sin and himself for his sin in secret. It also teaches him outwardly to suppress sin in his family and to promote holiness in the world, not by talk only, as a hypocrite or a talkative person may do, but by a practical obedience in faith and love to the word of God. And now, sir, as to this brief description of work of grace and also the manifestation of it, if you have anything to object, then object. But if not, then give me permission to propose a second question to you.
0: My part is not now to object, but to you. Let me therefore have your second question.
2: It is this. Do you experience this first part of this description of a saving walk of grace? That, that is, does your life and conduct testify to the same? Or is your religion only in word and tongue, but not, but not in deed and truth? Please, if you decide to answer me, then say no more than you know that God will acknowledge as true. Also, say nothing but what your conscience will justify you in, for it is not he who commends himself who is approved, but he whom the Lord commends. Besides, to say that you are such and such when your daily conduct and all your neighbors can tell that you are lying is great wickedness.
1: Okay, go ahead, Balik, can read that part. Talkative okay.
0: then began. Okay. Oh, Talkative then began to blush, but recovering himself, Itaust replied, You are now discussing upon a person's experience and conscience and appealing to God for justification for what is spoken. I was not expecting this kind of discourse. Now I am disposed to answer such questions because I am not obligated to do so unless you have appointed yourself to be my teacher. And even if you should do so, I refuse to make you my judge. But please tell me, but please tell me why you ask me such questions. Because
2: I saw that you were so eager to talk, and because I did not know if you had anything but mere notions. Besides, to tell you the truth, I have heard of you, that you are a man of whose religion lies only in talk and that your conduct gives your profession the lie. They say that you are a a blemish among Christians and that religion fares the worst because of your ungodly conduct, Mm. that some already have stumbled because of your wicked ways and that more are in danger of being destroyed thereby. Your religion and an ill house and covetousness and impurity and swearing and lying and vain company keeping all join in your conduct. The proverb is true, which is said of a harlot, namely, that she is a shame to all women, just so you are a shame to all professors.
0: Since you are ready to believe any report and to judge so rashly as you do, I cannot but conclude that you are some peevish or critical man, not fit to be discussed with, so I bid you farewell. Then, go ahead. Go ahead. Then Christian came and said to his brother Faithful, "I told you what will happen. Your words and his lust would not agree. He would rather leave your company than reform his life. But he's gone. Let him go. The loss is no man's but his own. He has saved us. He has saved us the trouble of living in. For he had continued with us. He would have only been able to. He would have." Only been a reproach to our company. Besides, the apostle says, "Withdraw yourself from such people."
2: Mm. But I am glad that we had this little discourse with him, as perhaps he will think of it again. However, I am only with him, and so I am clear of his blood if he perishes.
1: Christian, Christopher, yeah. okay, very there. You did well. Mm -hmm. and then Christian said you did well to talk so plainly to him there is very little of this faithful dealing with men nowadays and that makes religion a stench in the nostrils of many for these talkative fools whose religion is only in word and are debauched and vain in their conduct being admitted into the fellowship of the godly only puzzle the world blemish Christianity and grieve the sincere believer I wish that all men would deal with such hypocrites as you have done then they would either become sincere believers or the company of saints would be too odd for them to remain in. Then Faithful said,
2: How talkative at first lifts up his plums. How bravely does he speak. How he presumes to drive down.
1: Sorry, Stajem, you have to unmute, sorry.
2: Okay, sorry. Okay, then Faithful said, How talkative at first Lifts up his plumes. Go ahead. Um, how bravely does he speak? How he presumes to drive down all before him! But so soon, as faithful talks of hard walk like the moon, that's past yeah, move it up a bit. I can't see. Sorry. As faithful talks of hard work, like the moon, that's passed the fool into the way he goes. And so will all, but he who hath work
1: knows. Okay, thank you so very much. And we see here uh, there's almost nothing to hard air because uh, all the things that uh, that Christian has said here, in in fact, all the things that faithful said to talkative, uh, they represent a complete sermon. A complete sermon. On the necessity of our confession, our professions aligning with our conduct and our actions. are some things I want. I want us to draw attention to. Uh, can you count the number of times that Talkative said, "Look, you are trying to trap me. You are trying to trap me." Can we count the number of times? Uh, uh, and that's proof of the truth that uh, one of the signs of of hypocrisy. Is that people become uncomfortable at some types of discourse? Some t- there are some types of discourse, Christian discourse that will make people uncomfortable. And if if you want to follow the injunction in First John 4:1 to test all spirit, that's one of the ways to test the spirit. People become comfortable at certain types of Christian discourse, and especially when you raise the issue of sin, when you raise the issue of holiness. When we raise the issue of our testimony in the workplace, our testimony everywhere, that uh, do others see Jesus, some people become comfortable. Uh, they become uncomfortable. And rather, you know, people want to hear other things, and that should remind us of Second Timothy four three. So for the time, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear what the HNAS want to hear. So obviously, uh, Tocati was comfortable as long as the discussion was about the things that he wanted to talk about. But when it comes to these things that the Holy Spirit wants to talk about, or some parts of the Christian teaching, they become very uncomfortable. And I I was counting it, I'm not sure my count is accurate, uh, but about three times he said to to Faithful, oh, you are trying to trap me, you are are trying to trap me. This is is not a comfortable discussion again. And very clearly he said to uh, to faithful at some point. Well, uh, I don't find this uh, some good. I don't find this a good discussion anymore. I'm not interested in it again. And I I, I think the prayer we have to say here, that none of us will become like that. And of course, we become so hardened in the spirit that we say that, mm, no, 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 I don't want to hear something like this. You, you want to walk away when uh, when the truth is being told. Of course, we remember how Apostle Peter describes the word of God. He says as a, a two-edged sword, so sharp that it divides the, the marrow and the bone, it divides into, uh, you know, it, into the inner part of our body. It will cause pain. It should cause pain from time to time. Read the word of God, and then we see ourselves in the mirror. Uh, as the apostle also wrote, uh, rather when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. That's the grace we'll be praying for, that God will give us the heart of flesh, that whenever we hear the word of God, yeah, our conscience is pricked, and then we turn to him uh, to to remake us, to forgive us, and to help us to turn to turn a new leaf. Uh, As I said later on, I mean, the the uh, the sermon here is clear on its own, and I, I think every one of us should find time to read again all the things that faithful said. To uh, to talkative there, it's a complete sermon on its own. There is no religion if it does not show in our conduct. There is no religion if it does not it does not make us uh, renounce sin. Uh, there is one figure of speech that stood out for me here. I hope I can find it again. Yeah, uh, this was where Faithful was talking. Yes, here on page eight, uh, Faithful said, "Some cry out against against sin, even as the mother." cries out against a child in her lap when, she's ca- when she calls it a naughty girl and then begins hugging and kissing it. You know, that kind of law. Of course, this is not talking about uh, mothers hugging and kissing their children, but just saying, look at that. Uh, you find that that is the relationship that some Christians have with sin. And they cry out against it. They say, oh, this is bad. so old. But then quickly they turn around and hug it. And they, they, they hug sin. They kiss sin. And, uh, I love that figure of speed because it speaks to every one of us uh, to make us sober enough to, uh, to to reassess our ways and ask ourselves, is that how I'm living? Am I just talking against and speaking out against it, whereas I'm still hugging and kissing it and kissing it? So uh, I hope you agree with me that uh, what what Faithful said uh, is a complete someone on its own, almost nothing uh, to add to it, Head knowledge and heart transformation are two different things. And until uh, knowledge is important, yes, talking is important. Uh, as we have learned from the house of the interpreter, talking is important. As we have learned from the palace beautiful, talking is important because they are profitable things we should speak about. Profitable things and will be profited by by them, but. The transformation of the heart is even much more important, and our conduct should it should uh, above all else talk about the fact that we know what we know should reflect in what we do. What we know should reflect in in the position of our heart. And I do pray that uh, these lessons will not be lost on any one of us. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Amen.
2: Okay, so talkative. Okay, go I'm ahead. Sorry, I want to say something. Like yes. You know, um when I was reading this part of talkative, initially I stopped and went back because I think it's something that speaks to a lot of Christians. You know, more more often than not, we talk about so many things that we are not able to follow through this. Exactly. But again, the part you just raised that you know, we know sin and later we come back to hug it. Hmm. You know. I think those are the kind of, you know, so this part, part, talkative, is something for all Christians to self-reflect on. Yes. You know, I was in a sermon that um, they said something that the Bible starts ministering to you when you start pointing it at yourself. yourself. Exactly. When you, say, oh, you're wicked. when you start saying that, am I wicked? You know, when you start mm-hmm. putting yourself, equating mm-hmm. it to those words. And mm-hmm. that was exactly how I felt when I was reading exactly. talkative. You know, exactly. I started putting myself that, okay, am I actually... Doing these things, mm-hmm. and I think the Holy Spirit must really be in tune with the, the the writer, yeah, because these are the things we go through.
1: Exactly. And again,
2: from a Christian um, point of view, yes, Christian was able to judge, but I'm just thinking that as a new convert, mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. that is, you know, trying to come into um, Christ, they shouldn't be judged. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking it from a different perspective. I see. You know, being judgmental. Can affect because there was a place he said unless God speaks to His heart and converts. Yes. God can change anybody. God can speak to anybody's heart. So, he well, the point I'm just trying to drive at is that you know this um, the, the, this character mm. is a character that we should all put side by side our lives and you know use it as um, um, you know to checkmate ourselves. Yes. You know everybody else wants to be faithful. Everybody wants to be Christian, but mm. nobody wants to be talkative
1: mm-hmm hmm mm-hmm. yes. exactly and you're absolutely right i love the first point you made that anytime we encounter the word of god the first thing is to is to open ourselves to the word. let it point at us let that double-edged sword do its work in our lives and i mean the purpose of this is not to look at talkative as that thought person that that someone that that brother that sister but to ask each of us to ask himself, to ask ourselves and say, hmm, am I this character talkative? And, I, I, and I'm sure, I don't know about you, but I, I see myself, I see areas where I said, hmm, I must take it. And of course, Paul himself must have seen himself that way at some point. In 1 Corinthians 9.26, Paul said, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And that's so important for every Christian, not only preachers, not only uh, ministers, uh, but every Christian to always say, hmm, I, have pro- I have proclaimed the name of Christ. I've talked to people about Christ. I've pointed the way. I myself should not be a castaway, should not be disqualified for the prize. I have to make sure that my professions and my conduct are aligned. Aligned. I mean, thank you for that contribution. That's so important. We have to direct it to ourselves. So, uh, talkative should not. We should not see talkative as, not, okay. So, we should see uh, talkative this character in two light. Yes, number one, warning us about hypocrites in the foot of Christ. Those who merely profess but do not do. We should be mindful of them. But we should also uh, relate to talkative as uh, as a character possibly reflecting us. Uh, Do we uh, have those characters that we we have read of about talkative? And if uh, that is the case, well, uh, do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. If today you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. As Mr. Emcee mentioned, uh, the Lord is always ready always ready to help those who are in those who go to him and say, and that's the truth, if there's any particular sin we are, we are, we are struggling with, because we are still in this flesh, uh, the Apostle John said, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, so nobody will go out there and say look, I'm, I'm no longer I'm now above sin, I'm now uh, are I'm not impervious to temptations. Nobody, but they say it's faithful And just we've got to. Myself, this is what I'm struggling with. And many people who have had that experience of being that open with God, they have found that you know the Holy Spirit walks things around so much so that they find themselves able to overcome those sins. And then yesterday, they look and say, "Wow, I never thought I'd be able to overcome that sin or that idea." Uh, and and it happens. So it just takes us being very frank with God, uh being quite open. I always say that one of the best advice that my dad gave me about the Christian life, he said, Femi, you have always to be naked, completely naked with God when you go to Him. Just tell Him everything. Let Him see you as you are, and then He will make you into what He wants you to be. Ballantly, uh, very quickly, go ahead.
0: Also I was also going to like and that way I was looking at talkative is also about the fact that it's also very knowledgeable, right? Mm-hmm. And that also spoke to me. Like it's just like the way we we might have so much knowledge about the Bible, but we are not even applying it into our lives. Yeah. Right. So it's just more like it's just some people they can you can meet certain Christians or even we as like we could also be victim of this whereby we have the knowledge of this oh yes the bible said this 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 but we're actually not applying it we're just we're just speaking we're just speaking. based on just speaking because we know all these things but we've not actually even taken it in mm-hmm. to actually even understand the meaning or to actually apply it into our lives mm-hmm. so i feel like um we should also take note of that too exactly. that's my contribution
1: Thank you very much. Exactly, that head knowledge is not enough. It's not enough just to know, but we must also also apply it to understand and beyond even understanding to act it out. and let it influence our uh, conduct uh, every time. Thank you also very much. Okay, let's go to the concluding part of this of this chapter. E, we find uh, this Christian and faithful meeting with the evangelist again. So, Bali, you are going to read the narrative part now, since. Uh, Talkative, your your former character has walked away. Glory to God. So, Dorothy. Dorinda...
0: Okay, should I go now? Yes. First, they were they went on talking of what they had seen along the way, which made their tedious journey easier. For now, they were traveling through a wilderness. When they were almost out of this wilderness. Faithful happened to look back and spotted someone he knew coming after them. Oh, said Faithful, brother, someone is coming. Then Christian looked and said, It is my good friend evangelist.
1: Yes, and my good friend also said Faithful, for it was he who showed me the way to the gate.
0: Mm. Now evangelists caught up to them and greeted them saying, peace be with you, dearly beloved, and peace be with those who were your helpers.
4: Welcome, welcome my good friend. The sight of your face brings your past kindness and unweaved, unwearied labouring for my eternal good to my remembrance
2: and a thousand times welcome. Your company, O oh sweet evangelist, how desirable it is to us poor pilgrims.
1: Only read, read Evangelist.
0: I, oh, Shabby, okay. How has it fared with you, my friends, since the time of the last pattern? What have you met with, and how have you conducted yourselves? Then Christian and faithful told him all the things which had happened to them. Along the way and what difficulties they had met with. Evangelist, how glad I am, not that you have met with trials, but that you have been but that you have been victors, and that in spite of many weakness, you have continued in the narrow way even to this very day. I am glad both for my own sake and for yours. I have sowed and have reaped. The day is coming when both those who sowed and those who reap shall rejoice together. That is, if you preserve for in due season, you shall reap. If you do not grow weary, the crown is before you, and it is an incorruptible one. So run, that you may obtain it. There are some who have set out for this crown, and after they have gone far for it, and after day they, they have gone out for it, I've had to, t- I've had it taken from them. Hold fast, therefore, what you have. Let no man take your crown. You are not yet out of gunshot reach of the devil. You have not resisted unto blood. Sorry, one second. Okay. You have not resisted unto. You have not resisted unto blood. Striving against sin. Let the kingdom be always before your, your eyes. Steadfastly believe the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are internal. Let nothing in this world capture your highest affection. Above all, pay attention to your fleshly desires and your arts, for they are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Be steadfast. You have all power in heaven and earth on your side. Then Christian thanked him for his exaltation and asked that he would speak further to them for their help, for their help the rest of the way. They knew that he was a prophet and could tell them of things that might happen unto them and also and also and also how they might resist and overcome them. So, evangelists began as follows, My sons, you have heard in the truth of the Gospel that you must, through many tribulations, enter into the kingdom of heaven, and again that in every city bounds and afflictions await you, therefore, you cannot expect that you should go long on your on your pilgrimage without them in some sort or other. You have found something of truth of these testimonies already, and more will immediately follow. For now, you are almost out of this wilderness, and therefore you will will soon come to a town which you will shortly see ahead of you. In in that town, you you will be grievously assaulted by enemies. You will make great attempts to kill you be sure that one or both of you must seal the testimony which you owed with your blood be faithful unto death and the king will give you a crown of life the one who dies there although the one who dies there although his death will be violent and his pain perhaps great will be better off than the other for he will arrive at the celestial city the soonest and because he will because he will escape many miseries that the other will meet with along the rest of his journey. But when you have come to the town and find what I have told you and uh, what I have told you fulfilled, then remember what I have said and be men of courage, committing yourself to faithful creator while continuing to do what is right.
1: Exactly. Thank you also very much for joining the reading. Uh, so the evangelist appears to them again, and both of them, you know, testify to what benefit and what benefit the, the evangelist has been to them in their Christian pilgrimage. That's a reminder to us, uh, as evangelists, as people who are mentoring others, we are not to take a back step, we are not We are to always follow up with the people uh, that the Holy Spirit is leading us to help uh, in their pilgrim journey. So the fact that the evangelist has never been far away from Christian, he always appears at just the best moment, the opportune moment and he has been of benefit to them again. And, and, and let us recall what he said to them. He said, look, uh, there is no time to rest. That's what he said to them. You are still, you are not out of gunshot territory, meaning that uh, there is no time in the pilgrimage that we can say, well, uh, well, we have overcome so much, so let us just take it easy. And of course, Christian and faithful, they've, they've passed through so much, but the valley jealous is warning them, This is not the time to say, "Oh, we've overcome so much. Let us, uh, let us relax." He warned them, and then he said to them, "There is a town ahead. When you get there, it will be so. It it may become so bloody. Indeed, one of you uh, may be killed." in that other time. Say, so if that should happen, if that should happen, just uh, take it in your stride and, and know that whoever uh, is taking first, whoever dies for the sake of the gospel uh, has just been spared further, uh, further troubles in this world. And, you know, uh, 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 we, are, we are going to leave that theme until we get to that portion in this scripture, uh, rather in this book. Let us leave that theme until we get to that portion in this, in this book because now we have uh, Christian and faithful going on together, both of them uh, faithful to their call, uh, but uh, one of them will be taken, and and if one is taken, uh, how do our Christians expected to react when uh, somebody dies in the Lord? But we can leave that theme until we get to that portion of of the story. So this has been another edifying time uh, on. Uh, the Reader's Club, and I thank you all for joining today. As Thameshi mentioned, what is most important from our study today is for each of us to ask himself and ask herself, well, is there a talkative in me? And not just talkative in the dictionary sense, but talkative after the mold of the character that we are read of today, the person who talks, who knows, but does not do. Who talks, who knows, but does not do. The person who speaks out against sin, but then hugs and kisses sin. Is that who I I am? Is that who you are? I mean, that's the question we need to answer and I pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to answer faithfully and where we have been found wanting to go back to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. And indeed, the Lord will help anyone who turns to Him. Thank you also very much. Any uh, any takeaway points? Any parting words? Any other contribution? If you have one, please do feel free to to share it. Okay, we have this. Thank you, Ma, for grammar S. Yes, let me quickly read it on on WhatsApp. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Okay, exactly, and that, and that's from Second Corinthians three six. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. We must call for the spirit's help when we are finding it difficult to live out what we learn in our everyday life. Exactly. Uh, because none of us is able to live out uh, the scriptures. None of us is able to satisfy the Lord. None of us is able to live as expected. I uh, Remember what the apostle wrote, it is him who works in us to will and to do. So it is even the grace of God that gives us uh, the ability to will it, to even want to do what is right and then to actually do it. Again, Grandma S that the Holy Spirit supplies the entire yeah, the Holy Spirit supplies the power to do God's will. Exactly. Philippians 4, 13, exactly. It is he who works in us to will and to do what is acceptable inside is the Holy Spirit. So uh, this is a call. Uh, what I see from this contribution is uh, a call for us to lean on, on God, to look to him, to ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it, so number one, it is not for us to know or to talk. It is important for us to do. But it is not enough for us to know that we need to do. It is important for us to go to the one who can give us the grace to do. Uh, And I hope you get it. It is not enough to know or to talk, but it is more important to do. But it's not enough to know that we need to do. It is of utmost importance for us to know that we can only do these things by relying on the power of God. So perhaps the ultimate lesson, the ultimate call here. It's for us to rely on him who is able to help us. Thank you so very much. He who would valiant be against all disaster, let him in constancy follow the master. So... Sure. I do pray that God will give us the grace to labor night and day, to be a pilgrim. we meet by the grace of God next Saturday, September 2, by the grace of God at 8 p.m., uh, to read the Vanity Fair, one of the iconic chapters in this book, the Vanity Fair. Okay, uh, let us say the closing prayer now. Sister Fumbi, you said the opening prayer. I was hoping you say the closing prayer. So let me call on Lydia. Are you available to lead us to say the closing prayer? Okay. can you please say the closing prayer?
0: Okay.
2: In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for what we have learned. We thank you for everything that we have read. Father, we pray, O oh Lord God, that you let everything that we have read, let it speak to our hearts, O oh Lord God. Amen. Let it speak to us. Let it teach us right in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We pray for the Holy Spirit to walk with us, to guide us in all we do, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We pray for supernatural grace that your grace will abound in our hearts, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, Lord God, we commit everyone listening to this um to this um. Book, Father, Lord God, we pray, O oh Lord God, that the Holy Spirit will speak to their hearts as well in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We commit our week to your hands. We pray, O oh Lord God, you go with us, you go before us, and you make every crooked path straight in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of this saving grace. We thank you for Lord. your love. We thank you for your care. Thank you, Lord. And we just want to say we are covered with your blood. Amen. And no evil shall befall us in Amen. the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, O Lord God, for in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed.
3: Amen. Amen.